we had some really fantastic feedback from last week. Um, yes. And most of it was, uh, you know, aimed at, at you, Jimmy, obviously, for your awesome um, talk about Aaron. Anything you want to follow up on there or say? I just want to thank everybody for just sending really beautiful, warm condolences. And like I said, you know, a lot of people keep telling me I'm so, they're sorry. And it's okay. It's okay to say that. But, you know, I just want to make sure that this is about Aaron and not about me. You know, a lot of people send me their warm condolences, but so many people wrote some beautiful messages, you know, in the, in the eulogy on Instagram. And then I put up the uh, trumpet player playing taps at his funeral, which was Friday. And uh, a lot of nice messages under that. And, you know, unfortunately, I wouldn't want Aaron to be dead. Of course, nobody would. But the fact that now he's gone, I've made so many connections with his friends that I never probably would have met. Because when he left San Francisco, he just kind of moved on. He casually talked about people that he knew there. But I knew on his day to day, he was focused on developing his new life here. But I've got an outpouring of wonderful notes and messages and some pictures of him and his former life before me. And the crucible in San Francisco, uh, held a, a memorial for him. And those people that knew him personally got together. And, you know, I really connected with his family and his cousins. And like I said, I, I wish we could turn back the time and change the the events of history, but going forward, you know, there's going to be some really beautiful friendships as a result of, uh, Aaron's passing. And, you know, it's just, it's all to honor him and remember him. So, it's 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 nice you know it's it's a nice consolation prize i would say yeah there were uh, we got several messages you know to the podcast like through patreon and stuff um and i I think the the gravity of the show last week caught a lot of people off guard obviously and I, i think that one of the cool things about that was that we got several messages from people saying I didn't know Aaron or I don't know you guys personally or whatever, but listening to a friend talk about a friend made me think about my friends in a different way. hundred percent. So there were a couple people that said, you know, that they, they had to stop and like, you know, take stock of who was around them and what was around them. That's awesome. That's, that's great. So that's a, a good effect that a bad thing can have. Um, and I think, you know, you got some messages as well about people thanking you for being willing to cry and be sad uh, publicly. And that is, uh, did any of that stick out to you? I mean, did that? Oh, well, it's just funny. I said, like I said to you guys before we started, if you, if you know me, you know, every time I'm at a microphone, I probably tend to cry, especially when it's like <laughs> sentimental and, you know, warm hearted. It always gets me a little mushy, but, um, I don't know. I just, uh, when you guys said, do you want to do the podcast tomorrow? I knew I was kind of raw and, That's why I said, you know, when we were just going back a week, I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's just jump right in. And, you know, I honestly didn't expect to have that stream of consciousness for as long as I did while you guys sat there and teared up listening to me. So thank you guys for letting me. Of course. Yeah, I think it's important uh, for, I guess, just to reiterate what people said to you. I think it is important, especially for men to be okay with being upset mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be sad. It's yeah. okay to care about people and show it and tell people. Um, I think it gets just kind of, I'm not going to say people are against it, but it gets kind of brushed under the rug. Like, you know, you, you should feel those things alone or you should just not tell anybody. And I think that's kind of a stupid way to live life. So kudos to you for crying because <laughs> I'm a crier too, man. I cry at movies. I cry at TV shows. And, whatever. and you know, this is, this is just, this is another mushy, gushy thing, but I always tell everybody I love them. I do it here as a joke, but honestly, I do love what? you guys. And you know, <laughs> I, I say, man, <laughs> I, say, I say it jokingly at the end of every episode, but you know, like I tell Derek and my other friends, you know, when I say goodbye, I say, I love you, man. And I mean it because I even said it to Aaron. I'm going to cry again. But when Aaron first checked himself into the hospital, I knew how nervous he was, but he was trying to be very stoic, which is his nature. And, uh, you know, one of the first couple of times we talked, I said, I go, I go, when we say goodbye, I said, I love you. You're going to be fine. I love you. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. You know, that's what I said to him. So I'm happy that, you know, I got to, like, I remember as a kid not being able to say stuff like that, but there mm-hmm. was, you know, we have, uh, 
relationships in our life. And, and a, a friend of mine that I grew up with, she was a girlfriend for a while, was still friends. Her dad was a hippie from the 70s. And I was like a redneck idiot teenager from Long Island that would drink in the schoolyard. And I got to, ma- to meet, uh, his, his name was Stu, and I got to become friendly with Stu. And he was a big influence on me. You know, he, uh, I hate to do this. <laughs> Stu, uh, I'm trying to get out of this little cry. Uh, Stu was, uh, he was like a hippie and he was a college professor in Long Island and, and he would hug and kiss all his friends when he said hello. And he would always do it to me and I would get cringy because, you know, I didn't, I didn't grow up with that type of affection. And ultimately my dad got mushy as my dad got older because, you know, he started realizing like his best years were probably behind him. And, you know, he just became mushy and me and my sister kind of turned him a bit into a liberal. And, uh, so I think Stu had that effect on me growing up, and then I had that effect on my dad growing up by just hugging and kissing and saying, I love you. And yeah. I know I do it to my friends when I see them, you know. So yeah. that's all. Yeah, you know, you only, got, awesome. you only got today, so do what you that's can. Right. All right. Cool. So, so, what, so what are you working on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, David, you go first. Somebody said a couple weeks ago, they left a note, and I don't remember where this was, David should talk more. Hmm. People want to hear from David more than, and maybe the two of us just need to shut up more. Maybe David, that's the thing. I think but David's either, either way, David, what have you, you been up to? <laughs> maybe we should do. Um, I don't. I don't know if we have or not, but a show on the imposter syndrome. Sometimes, uh, I I feel like you guys will be talking about something, and I'm like, I don't relate to that. That's on a bigger scale or whatever, and so I just kind of sit back, um, and. I don't know. Maybe we should we should have a, a good show on the imposter syndrome one day. Hmm. But what am I working on? I started a project. I don't. I can't remember if I talked about it on my Patreon or on here. But I started. I got a toolbox from the thrift store, or actually from the antique store, that I'm trying to replicate out of wood. And it opens up, and it has like the tackle box uh, of layers of, of drawers in the inside. So I started that. But it's one of those. So I started that project on a day that Dan was supposed to be here, but he couldn't make it. So I started filming on my own. And so now this is that I don't want to change up the vibe of the video. So now it's one of those I only shoot by myself. So when Dan's here, we shoot other things. And so and I'm kind of slowing down on that one and taking my time because I want it to be super cool and not just uh a project I throw together and, and make a video. So taking my time on that one and it's coming out pretty, pretty amazing. Like in my head, I, I, I picture this, uh, this thumbnail, like, like you, it would be impossible to not click on. So when it's all opened up and all the drawers are exposed. So that is what I'm working on. Last night we put out a video on using gauge blocks and setup blocks for measuring instead of using tape measures and, and rulers. And uh, that one seems to be taken off, so that one's doing well. And then a couple days ago, I was driving down the road, and we had a big storm here. And so lots of limbs and trees down, and there was this just big chunk of wood on the side of the road. And I loaded it up into the truck, brought it back home, and I, I recently got the ArborTech power carving stuff, and it's got the ball head and the turboplane and the another shaft like cutter i don't know what they call it but i am going to do like a power carving sculpture real soon and so we've been and then we shot a couple more tips videos i've been trying to do work on bigger projects as well as smaller projects at the same time which is not something i've been very good at in the past usually i like i need to focus on one thing i need to complete that one thing and then move on so i'm trying to change the way i work a little bit more just so i can put out a little bit more content see if i can get the ball back rolling because uh it really seems like over like there's still growth on my youtube channel i don't know if you guys can relate but the growth has slowed way down like i don't get as many new subscribers um i get about 15 subscribers a month now maybe maybe (laughs) and seems like that that doesn't mean that it's going away it just means like the initial boom of the channel has has died down now. Now it's just a steady growth. And I want to make sure we keep growing and I keep 
doing things that are different than everybody else. And uh, so I think right now it, the focus is on more videos and and little tips videos and, and how-to videos in between the builds. I think real quick, uh, this is inside baseball stuff, and I know not everybody who listens to this cares about YouTube workings and whatever. <clears throat> so I'll be quick. But I do think there's uh, a couple of things happening with that decline from what I can tell. My our, our views have gone overall down a bit and then have come kind of back up, but it the view count seems to be a little independent from the that subscriber growth that you're talking about. And I think that's because the subscriber thing, being a subscriber, driving subscribership, um, has become less important. And so I think the system of YouTube, the way that it feeds people content and stuff, just doesn't prioritize subscribership. So, I mean, that's good from one perspective because obviously it doesn't matter as much anymore. Right. It's right. bad because it's a metric that we've all looked at for a very long time as a, a way of calculating growth. And so when that starts to, even if the channel overall is growing or the views are growing or even staying the same, that metric is falling away. And so it makes us feel like growth has slowed maybe <laughs> yeah. more than it has, you know? So I, I've kind of noticed that as well, but I'm not sure. I I almost wish they would get rid of subscribers completely. If they're going to do that, if they're going to like deprioritize it so much, just like get rid of that. There are so many channels where I don't want to subscribe to, let's say like a Seth Meyers, but I do want to subscribe to a playlist, right? Mm. Um, and I would love to be able to subscribe to a playlist, but YouTube's recommended is so good for me anyway, that I don't have to subscribe to a lot of these channels where yeah, it just, you start it'll just poking around, you start poking around and suddenly you just get all this information. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that right there is it, because five years ago, to see mm -hmm. that stuff, you had to subscribe to those channels right. to see those things. And so those channel creators were looking at that, you know, that as a metric, because they knew that if you were interested, that's how you were going to find it. But it's just changed. So anyway. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, what are you doing? Well, it's funny. I, I did a silly video this week where I welded two hammers together to make them longer. And uh, I made. How did I miss that? I took two long hammers and I cut the short handle off subscribed? of one and the, and the head off the other. You got to subscribe to me. <laughs> oh. And I welded and and, uh, and ground them smooth. And it was funny because it was a very spontaneous video in the way that uh, I made it. And then Rob Rojas and I were hanging around last week and uh, he says, he goes, Oh, you're going to do the one, one nail hit challenge? And I was like, I go, Oh, sh I didn't even think about that. You know, because the hammer is extra long, you get a lot more swinging power. And. Uh, in all honesty, I've been wanting to make a cane that was made out of a long, uh, a long hammer by uh, a swing of steel. I wanted to, I wanted to weld like three together to make a long S swing walking stick. Something I've been wanting to do. I could obviously still do it, but mm -hmm. it would be a little redundant in the face of this video. But I went into the store and I was like, let me just get two long hammers and make an extra long hammer, which would be fun. And then. It didn't occur to me till the day I went to go do it, I would have two scrap parts, two short scrap parts. I glue them together, make a short hammer. So I made a long hammer, had a two and a short one. And then when Rob kind of offhandedly said, you're going to do the one, one hit challenge with the nails, like, oh, I could try that. And then my buddy Chris returned my computer back to me. Thank you, Chris. Uh, he brought my computer up that he repaired. And Chris was hanging around. And I was like, I, I go, I, I got to shoot the little bits and pieces to the finish of this video. And he goes, well, I'll hold your camera for you. So I was like, all right. So we went over to the to the deck I've been building, and I just tried to drive a bunch of hammers. And and we were both sad about Aaron. We kind of had like a little uh, a little tear up talking about Aaron and hugs and stuff. And so like it went from that extreme to just us just goofing off with the nails. And so a lot of people appreciated the fact at the end of the video that I missed the nail like 50 times. I just got left in <laughs> I could have easily just edited in like five good bangs that like sink the nail in one swing, but I, I edited in me just having fun with Chris. So Chris, thank you for uh, lightening the mood there. And the video published later that day and he sends me a message. He's like, he goes, wow, I can't believe I made it in the video. That's great. <laughs> just goofing around <laughs> with the camera. He's holding the camera and I'm talking to him. But So uh, that was just a funny video. So like talking about algorithms and I'm going to put a video out this weekend that's going to get like eight views. 
but at this point I'm kind of desensitized to the to the roller coaster ride. I'm gonna I'm making a clay soap dish that has a little bit of an invention. It's got like a waterfall edge, so when you stick it in like the soap will the soap and the suds and the water will water fall off into the sink. And I, I just playing around with the kiln and you know just promoting my soap. And uh, so anytime I want to kind of up my views, I could. <laughs> make a hammer or, you know, do some troll food and make something that, you know, of course the hammer's going to break in half. It's not a good idea. And of course I bang the hammer heads <laughs> together really hard just to piss people off. And, uh, you know, that type of stuff. I was so, so upset. The, and so the video got, you know, uh, from, from my like last, uh, 10 view average, it got the most views. Like I haven't, I'm having a hard time breaking a hundred thousand views, but this broke a hundred thousand. And it, it's just one of those videos that'll slowly keep growing. I could see it right now. It'll probably go to a half a million views in the next few months. Um, so anytime I want to kind of in, uh, increase my uh, my views or, you know, just kind of pat myself on the back, I'll do like a tool mod. And that always gets or I'll make a knife or a weapon. I make a weapon or a tool mod. And that's, you know, like if I just went straight, I could just always make tool mods and always make weapons. But I want to stay true to what inspires me. I want to do a clay video, even though it's going to get 20 views. I want to occasionally do like a leather wallet or whatever, whatever it is just to, uh, you know, stay true to what I do. A couple of times I've, I've gotten the comment of like, you should stop worrying about views and just make what you want to make. And that is, that is good advice, but it's also, uh, this is all, this is what I do for a living. So if I put out three videos in a row that get no views, that means YouTube is not going to recommend my next video. Right. And then mm-hmm. the views, even though it's just a stupid number, it also, um, it, it affects the income. It affects like potential future sponsorships, which is how I, I make the money. So I want to say, it's cool to say views are not important to me, but the views are very important to me because it determines how much, uh, uh, how much longer I get to do this and how much money I'm going to make. So it, it is important. Yeah, I agree. That's one of those things where like, it's super easy from the outside to say, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Or don't worry about the comments or don't worry about the views. But I mean, those are all like real parts of our job. You know, that's yeah. like going to somebody who makes hammers in a factory and be like, ah, oh, don't worry about the handles. <laughs> no, the handles so I, are an important part of the hammer. You know, yeah. like you have to. I put out two photography videos in a row and they didn't do well. And I knew they wouldn't do well. And so I'm like, okay, we got to get back to woodworking. We got to, we got to put out, you know, at least two, three woodworking videos in a row before I can experiment again, because I don't want the YouTube algorithm. And I'm sorry, we keep talking about this, but it is something that is important to me. I don't want the YouTube algorithm to think, oh, he's got different kind of content. So now we're not going to show these videos to this, this audience because the recommended like Bob was saying, is probably more important than your subscription. Yeah, I think it is. I, I had a conversation similarly uh, recently, and this other creator <clears throat> was saying that they, they're they focusing more overall on things that they find interesting and not necessarily what they think is going to do well, but they know that same problem that you just c- described. And so uh, his his plan is to do these kind of tentpole things every mm-hmm. few videos so that mm-hmm. it keeps that that connection to the current or the the historical content type you know and people's interest and uh the big viral kind that's of a, that's a great that's a great way to put it because that's kind of what i think like i'll do what i want in between and you know obviously uh, things are okay at the moment and i'm making money on the website i'm making money here there wherever and uh but it's it's every once in a while I'll do a little, you know, scandalous video just to get the trolls engaged. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's that high point that draws people back in who mm-hmm. may not be interested in the last couple or whatever. But yeah, I think that's a funny video idea. Is did you guys happen to see on Instagram late early? It might have been yesterday or the day before yesterday. I put out a, a couple little tips on Instagram, jokingly saying, "Don't do this. <clears throat> I'm going to show you something you should never do." I could never put these tips in a tips video because they're super dangerous, like things you should never do, but you should just, I'm just going to put it like that. Things you should never do. So I put, (laughs) I put that out there and I said, you should never, ever do this. And a lot of fans wrote to me and said, I never do that all the time. It's really great. (laughs) (laughs) So 
And then like five people wrote to me, they're like, could you do a tips video of things you should never do? And I was like, that's a great idea. So I'm probably going to do a tips video of things you should never do. I mean, that's that's five million views right there. That's almost guaranteed. <laughs> things you yeah. should never do. Ten tips you should never, ever do. So I'm compiling a list of ten things you should never, ever do in the shop around that's tools. That's great. So that's man, that's, you're uh, you're gonna get slaughtered. <laughs> that's a, that's a fan, I mean, it's a great idea. That's but. a fan developed concept because I said yeah. uh, when I recently did my tips video with Acme Tools, and you know they, they were paying me. Plus, I'm getting a little I don't know, I'm getting five dollars for all the tools I sold on that on that video. I said to them, uh, I put a couple tips into that. I was nervous, like kind of finding the angle when you have like a chock of wood holding the, the, the angle point near the fence. I, I did a couple of dangerous tips in there, but there's a couple of really dangerous tips, which I showed on Instagram the other day, which are things you should never do. So that being said, I think I'm going to categorize this as just 10 things you should never do in the workshop. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny and kind of tongue in cheek, but also it actually could legitimately help right. somebody who just did not realize that, holding a piece of wood at the edge of the blade of your miter saw is a bad idea. I saw you do that again with the sound off. Cause that's how I keep it. I'm like, yeah. dang, what is he doing? Like he, <laughs> he's like coming after somebody or something. I'm like, showing you oh. things you should never do. Hmm. Since we don't have a topic, spoiler alert, I'm going to go on a little bit longer. We, uh, I had a conversation recently about, um, with a friend of mine, like you don't promote yourself in your own videos enough. And I was like, well, I'm kind of sensitive to the whole marketing thing. It's it's been my background. I used to work at an ad agency, and so it's it's a balance. I don't want to be pushy, but I you know, so every once in a while, like it's like the Gary V, like jab 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 right hook. So you just little jabs, and then when you when I, when I need to, I'll say, hey, we got a new T-shirt, or we got a new thing, or more plans, or whatever. Um, and when we're talking about like content and like. You should do more sensational videos. I'm like, it feels fake to me. Like I could, I could make a like a video on how to make a guitar out of five thousand matchsticks, and that would probably do well. But it would feel very fake to me, and so I want to keep continuing to make what I what I want to make. So um, these are these little these these little things. This content is is what occupies my brain one hundred percent of the day. If like I'm constantly thinking about business stuff all the time that is a struggle it really is <laughs> we should do a show about that I mean, we don't have a topic we could do that show right now but yeah i agree that that is a tough thing i found myself this morning in the shower thinking of things that i needed to message uh the guys on my team about oh we need to forget we, we need to not forget about getting pricing for this type of thing from this one vendor we need to Make sure that we don't forget to write this thing down for an upcoming, all this stuff I can't tell you about. Dang it. Anyway, there, you know, these like little details that they're all in my head, but I have to make sure that I'm keeping up with them and I'm writing them down and getting them to the correct person. But yeah, it's, it's hard to like compartmentalize those things, even with the best of intentions to say like, you know, I want to be with my friends or with my family right now and not think about that stuff. It's still just kind of like rattling around and it's super hard not to. So I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday who does podcasting. He does some fantastic, some of my favorite podcasts. And we talked briefly on the phone and uh, we just had a few minutes. And so we started talking at the end of the conversation. He was like, oh man, we should do a podcast about this together. I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. Let's do it. Okay, I got to go. Talk to you later. Bye. Could not go to sleep last night because I was laying in bed <laughs> thinking, oh, oh, yeah. And we could we could call it this and we could do it this way and we could have this focus on it. And like this was like two seconds of a conversation at the end of another conversation that turned into me thinking really far down a road about some possibilities and all the branches from that, you know, and I need to sleep. <laughs> like, I... I I don't know how we we're supposed to shut that stuff off. Um, but it is the thing that to... excites us. And so it's, it's hard well, to it's shut off. Like I really, really enjoy coming up with ideas and designing and making videos. I, I really, really enjoy it. So I want to do it all the time. Yeah, that's a good point. 
I guess maybe that's not a bad thing uh, to you know to care about something and be so excited about something all the time that it occupies your brain. But yeah. did you guys yeah. hear? I think uh, Dave, did you recommend the Casey Neistat interview with Steve O? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, I listened to it, and it's funny how he said he was just so consumed all the time with the daily vlogs that he said every conversation he had with anybody, all he was thinking to himself was, "How can I get out of this and move and go go do work?" Mm. Yeah. I kind of identify with that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, he took it to a very dangerous, destructive point. Yeah. I mean, I think he did something like 800 daily vlogs in a row without a break. And Crazy. That's so that's nuts. insane. I mean, I'm finding, you know, the older I get, um, that I, I do feel myself wanting to, like, relax more, to have a little bit of a distance from work. Whereas... Maybe five years ago, I could, I could work in every little nook and cranny of time throughout my day and throughout the night, and feel okay with that as long as I was you know, taking care of my responsibilities and being there for the kids and my wife and stuff. But all of those other little moments, like I could fill them up with work and thought, and I was okay with that. And now I feel a little bit more like. Uh, I'm just aware of, of the need, whether I want to or not, the need to be separate from those things a little bit more. Like when I go for a run, instead of not wearing headphones and thinking about work, I wear headphones and listen to audiobooks and listen to podcasts as a way to disconnect myself. I can't think about something else if I'm listening to some other people think about something, you know. And so I'm, I think I'm intentionally doing that a little bit more. Well, so I... I feel like I need to always be doing something, but it doesn't always have to be about work. I always feel like I need to be creating something or expanding on on something. So if I'm not doing work, um, making music or trying to come up with or trying to write a song, or if I don't want to do any of those things, then I'm watching some documentary or some tutorial. Like I, I feel like if I am not expanding or creating in some way that I am not utilizing my time good enough. And um, I mean, so I, I even find myself like we're watching a movie and I've, you know, I've got my phone or the tablet out and I'm like mm. looking at Pinterest or um, reading about something that I, that I want to learn about. And like, I'm always multitasking and it's hard to focus on, on a movie without thinking about, creating or or work and that's like one of the great things about the world opening back up is we've got to go to a movie a couple times and i have Mm. to leave the house and i'm in a dark room and i can't take my phone out and i am focused on the movie and that's that's i think that's good for me and i enjoy it but when we're at home watching a movie i got my phone out and it's okay because you know kelly will have her phone out doing stuff too so i feel like I, i have permission to do so yeah, I've totally been in that same place recently. I mean, mostly it's because my we're watching movies that my kids want to watch, and they're half interesting <laughs> to me. So I feel very validated and be like, oh, yeah, I can look at this thing while I'm watching, you know, that shark fight with that other person or whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter. But, yeah. Um, do we want to talk about the... uh want to talk about what you're working where, on. Oh, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, so we did a kind of a weird interesting cool little project it was quick <laughs> but we put some fake windows in josh's basement so these light panels which you guys you've seen them before david you use them i know but these like led edge lit panels that are made for drop ceilings i got those for our shop when we moved into this house and then we've ended up putting some here uh, in the office and they're really even light uh, LED panels, they're very inexpensive for what they are, I think. And so we got two by four uh, versions of these, which is, you know, if you're looking at a drop ceiling, that's two drop ceiling tiles together. So it's that size light. And uh, Josh's son, his room is in their basement, doesn't have any windows. And so we ended up cutting out the wall and framing in two of these two by four things to make fake windows. And they're dimmable, so we've got them on smart dimmers. And so when the sun comes up, they fade in. And when the sun goes down, they fade out. And yeah, like technically, it's they're very simple. It's just a, a 
a light box, you know, with the kind of fake window trim and stuff around it. But man, what a huge difference it made in his son's room. Like it's, it's totally different. So the thing I was going to ask about is if we wanted to talk about the clickbait video from Veritas. That's my recommendation. I figured it was. That's why <laughs> I, I already picked a different one, but um, <laughs> I figured it was because I saw it from you tweeting about it. But I, we're actually, we're trying to figure out how to describe this video and that video, the, sorry, we're f- trying to figure out how to describe our window video and the clickbait video came up. And so that's made us think about, well, how can we effectively sell this as an idea without overstating it, without being false about it? Because that's something we never want to do. And so that was a really interesting uh, video to watch and all of that information that he gave. And so we're trying to figure out how to voice this thing. So since we don't have a topic, would you guys mind brainstorming this for a couple minutes? Yeah, because by the it. time this episode comes out, the video is going to be out, so it's too late. But if you, with me describing, you know what we did, what would you title that video? As a, as a YouTuber, this is the hardest. This is the hardest thing. Titles and thumbnails are by far the hardest thing. Yeah. So you're saying the ba- light in the basement, mm-hmm. capturing light in a box. Not lightning, but light. <laughs> lightning in a box. Whew. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I can tell you what our, our kind of top ones are, but it, I'm interested to hear, with, like, without prompting, what you might say. Tunneling light. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, <clears throat> do we want to do the information gap where you, you tease something? But... Is that too sensationalized? Installing windows in a basement foundation wall. <laughs> what a good picture. Yeah, so, okay, I'll tell you my thoughts here. Yeah. Um, that idea, installing windows in a basement, we're not really putting in windows. And so there's the truthful part of me wants to be like, well, we're not technically making real windows. Just and ital- italicize, italicize the windows for... The five right. trolls that'll be like, there's no windows in the Put like basement. air quotes around the window <laughs> word. My thought was how to make dimmable windows because that's something that doesn't make any sense mm. when you just hear the word. And so my thinking is that somebody would want to understand what that means and would watch it. But we have other ideas as well. But that was my trading th- dark for light. Trading yeah. dark for light. That's very poetic. Hmm. And like, uh, um, Bringing in sunlight into a windowless basement, but you gotta, you get, you gotta remove words. It's gotta be, it's gotta be like four or five words at the most. DIY Perks has a video on um, making fake windows. Have you seen those videos? I have not seen his. The illusion Um, of daylight. You writing these down? Ooh, that's not bad. Tricks, trick, trick. Tricking the mind. Tricks of light tricks. Light trick. Trick and light. Trick and daylight. Day trick and light. <laughs> uh, there was another one around um, fake windows with real light was one. Um, we had another one that was something about like uh, something you just said, uh, fake or trick. Or do these windows trick you? There was something around that too. I can't mm-hmm. remember all these. Fake windows, real daylight. It's not. It's it's not real daylight. That's the thing, though. Like I, like the the integrity in me, just like I gotta be a I gotta be a thousand percent honest here, and I can't like lean towards that, you know. Which is good. I'm not. I'm not begrudging that part of myself. I'm proud of that part. But I, you know. Well, anyway, you could we don't be. Have to spend a lot of time on it. <clears throat> if the thumbnail makes it look like there's a real window in the basement, and and it's just like this is not a real window, and then mm-hmm. there's a everything is truthful, and then there's a little bit of gap. Like what? What's going on here? Oh yeah, Evan and Caitlin told us one. Would this fake window trick you? And it was mm. the same kind of thing. Where it's oh, like a, yeah. pic- a picture of the windows, but like, does this fool you? That's one of my favorites so far. Yeah. 
Evan and Caitlin, they're good at stuff. Yeah, they're really they good at that stuff. Well, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this. But anyway, that's what that's, that's what we're working on. Um, that's what we were working on. And so trying to get that, that out this week. But we're also building uh, a thing for Anthony's house. And it's going to look super cool. Uh, he's been designing this thing for a while. We'll talk about it next week. But it's uh, also just a huge amount of work. It's a lot of re- repetitive tasks and like little, you know, having to do the same thing over and over and fitting and things like that, but it's going to be really nice. Um, so that's what we're, that's what we're up to pretty much. Hmm. There's a bunch of other stuff again that I can't tell you about. I, this is a bit of a struggle for me and I, it, we've probably talked about this before, but since we don't have a topic and we're only like 35 minutes in, let's go here too. <laughs> um, I, you know, I've talked many times about how I really like to hold stuff close to the chest and so that it's, I don't want to talk about something just in case it doesn't happen. I don't want the pressure of people being like, well, what about the the thing that you mentioned or whatever? Um, And so we have, you know, we've been working on two significant things, at least, that I can think of for over a year. And they're both not getting to the finish line, but they're both getting to the point where, you know, you're starting to see like we're beginning to get close to the end of this thing to where we can actually announce it. We can actually show it. We can, and that's really exciting. And I'm very excited about those things. And then some more recent stuff that's come up, but I, I struggle a little bit with, uh, I know that it would do us well to tease things more and to show you know, to draw people in to here's a thing that we're doing. Here's the state of it may happen. It may not, but like, instead of just holding everything behind until it's a hundred percent ready to go and like ready to, to, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that idea? Am I explaining that well? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think we have kind of the, like, you didn't work at Like you used to make websites. So basically you were, into marketing and we might be a little bit more sensitive to these sensationalized things of like creating all this hype because every business does this and i feel like i don't want to not everything has to be this big sensational thing i can you know you want the thing to sell itself and so you 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 i'm really sensitive to over marketing if you are if someone is always pushing something or always teasing something or want me to click on this or, or buy this or asking me to subscribe before you've even showed me the video to give me a reason to, like, mm. I don't want to, I'm, I'm turned off. So I personally am extremely sensitive to over-marketing. Mm. I, 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 maybe it has to do with me getting older, but I feel like I'm running out of time. So the minute I come up with a cool idea, I want to talk about it. And and it's, it, it's also has a lot to do with my personal, if I'm excited to show something like, for instance, recently, I'm talking about this, the Chevy truck. I originally got it for Willie, but Willie doesn't live here anymore. There's a lot of people ask Willie wants to go live with his sister. So Willie lives now in Maryland. So Willie hasn't been in videos, but Willie didn't take the truck that I got for him because it's just, it's not ready. It doesn't run. I mean, it doesn't run on the road. It runs, but, um, so I gained a new, a new interest in this truck and that's been sitting around and I got a little disinterested in it because when Willie was here, he completely gutted the interior. But what I didn't know, cause I haven't been, I wasn't paying close attention is like, he pulled all the interior out, the seats, the door panels and parts of the dashboard. And I was like, what, what did you do this? He's like, well, I'm going to fix it. And in my mind, I knew he would never finish it because he doesn't have that stamina. And anyway, now he's moved on and the truck is here and it was sitting in the weeds at one point during the preparation for the TV show. I just never even looked at it. They, the guys in the TV show ran it and put it in the weeds. And I was just like, I'll just give it away or sell it to a friend. But this week I went and looked at it and somebody, I guess Willie and Mike, put the interior back in. I never even paid attention. I thought I was going to look in the car and see just a pile of parts. Mm -hmm. So the major components were reinstalled back inside. It seemed like they'd done pretty well. And I gained a new interest in the car. runs very well. I did spend some money to get the brakes fixed and the engine. It was like running well, but now the transmission needs to be repaired. 
Long story short, I gave me and Taylor looking at it, and we're always looking for a little project to do together. So I'm like, let's you and I work on this car together. So me and Taylor are going to work on it. So I'm excited about this project. So whereas like a week ago, I wasn't even thinking about the car. I was thinking about how to get rid of it. Now I'm excited. Last night, I watched videos on how to replace the windshield. I talked about changing the windshield yesterday on Instagram. Apparently, you can't call safe light for a car that's made in the 70s. You got to bring it in. They don't just show up and do it. So I was like, you know what? Let me take that opportunity to learn how to put in a windshield. I'll probably only ever do it once, but this way it's good, interesting content. A noob learning how to do something fairly complicated. So I got interested and I got excited. And that's what I'm talking. I'm using that as an example of as soon as I get excited, I got to talk about it. If I'm working on a pro, even if it's been sitting around for months, like the trailer, I'm working on the trailer, but I'm not really doing a lot of Instagram on it because I don't want everyone's opinion because I'm going down a certain road, the certain roads I'm going down that I can't change. And I'm almost afraid that if I show something, people are going to go, why didn't you just do that dummy? And I would be like, oh, I would have saved myself so much time and money. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> it's too late. I'm already in this direction. Mm-hmm. So I share things that I'm super excited about in the moment, things that I'm not extremely excited about, or I'm a little bit like on the fence. I don't really want everyone's opinion. I keep it to, to I keep it a little bit more subdued. Everyone's going to ultimately see the trailer process because I'm videotaping the whole thing. The front porch deck, I'm showing various parts. But again, I don't want everyone's like framing opinion on how to do this the right way. You know, oh, that's not the right way to do it. You should, well, why'd you do that? Like, I don't want to hear it. So I just don't show much of it. But in general, when I'm really excited about something or if I discover a new tool or if I discover a new process or if I discover, you know, something that's going to potentially be a video, I'm, I'm all excited. So if I'm showing it, I'm excited about it. Mm. And if I don't show it, there's a real specific reason. It's either I don't want to hear anybody's opinion or potentially it's a, it is a secret with a with a ad client or something. But most likely right. when I'm showing stuff off, it's because I'm personally excited about it and uh, I'm going to show off. Right after Instagram, uh, right after this, I'm going to show on Instagram the uh, soap dish that I pulled out of the kiln last night. So, I mean, I, I think th- that right there. So you're you're showing off a thing that is going to be a video soon, I would assume. I think that might be one of the things that holds me back from wanting to to share things until they're 100% done is because I feel like if I show you guys this thing that's in my hand, check this out. This is super cool. Isn't that cool? I'm going to make a video about this thing. And then in a week, when you see the video about this thing, you're like, oh, well, I already, I already saw that. I already saw you. You showed it to me already. Yeah, but like, I'm that, not spend my time. that might be the case for the, say, 20,000 people on Instagram. But when you put up the video, you know, you want a video that's going to get a couple hundred thousand views at least. So that's my opinion. Like, it's like anything mm-hmm. I show on Instagram, it's like, hey, I'm showing, I'm like almost in a way like showing everybody that. I like to hang out with. I'm like, look what I'm going to do. Look at the, like if right. you walked into my shop, mm. that Instagram feed is my shop. Like walk into my shop, come look at these cool mm-hmm. things I'm doing. This is going to be a video in a couple of weeks. Tell all your friends. <laughs> so all the friends that <laughs> to don't clarify, you me, don't actually want people to walk into your shop in real life. At, at this point, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> it doesn't matter anymore. But the point I'm making is, is that, you know, it's almost like I'm hanging out with my friends and I'm excited to show the things and the things yeah. I'm doing. Because by the time it goes on YouTube, you're in, like, we're hanging out around my beach towel, you know? Like, this is all my friends around my beach towel. If you get in the ocean and you go to the deepest part of the ocean where the, the, the lifeguard's going to stop blowing his whistle, that's when you publish the video, you know what I'm saying? If I could make, like, a mm-hmm. metaphor. So I'm just hanging out around the beach towel with all my bros and, and girls and saying, like, look, look what I'm doing. This is cool. I'm going to actually yeah. really swim really far out there in, in a week. Wish me luck. Hmm. The guy that hates the beach. Yeah, I hate the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Huh. That's an interesting way to look at it. And I've talked about this with other people, like, you know, internally and stuff. And we've tried to figure out, like, what the balance is. I think I'm probably just naturally a little too guarded as far as keeping that stuff in until it's completely done. There's probably some good middle, uh, you know, teasing, showing some but not all to get interest up. But when I think about, you know, if we were going to make a thing to sell, if someone has been saturated with process about the thing, when the thing is actually available for sale, I wouldn't really expect. And maybe I'm maybe I'm just projecting my own personality. See, I, onto, I do just the opposite. This, but, like I keep talking about the license plate, which I just finally talked to my web guys. We I gave them some photographs. We're going to actually have the, the license plate up. On, I only have sixty of them to sell at the moment. I got to order more, but. 
I keep talking about that. Stamp Yours Made Me the Die. I got the big fly press that Yellow Mug found for me. And so it's fun to keep showing the process. And like, if the 10 or 20 or 30 people that actually replied to me about that process I'm showing, they're all like, hey, I want one. I can't wait. I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm gauging the interest. But once it's up on the site and it's there for sale, I mean, it's, it's either going to sell or it's not going to sell. I don't think me showing it off is going to hmm. inhibit anybody's interest or not. You know, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. It's kind of like... Well, see, that's interesting because I think the opposite, and I'm probably wrong, but I feel like the fatigue of showing somebody a thing works against their uh, impatience and, oh, here's a new thing from person that I like. I want to buy it. But if they've seen it a bunch of times before it was available, I feel like there's a fatigue there around... Hmm. Like like movie trailers. Like if if all of a sudden, uh, you know, Star Wars came out and said, "Oh, there's a new Star Wars movie that you've never heard about that's coming out tomorrow." Heck yeah, I'm gonna go see it. But if I've been watching trailers for that movie for the last year, I'm like, well, I mean, I'll, I'll get to it. That's funny because when but, I watch a trailer for the movie, I consider that I actually watched. That's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, did you see? Did you see? Uh, you know, some movie? I don't know. <laughs> the Born Identity. Version. I'm like, I actually did see it. Yeah. Did you see the part? I'm like, was that in the trailer? I wasn't. No, like, I, I saw enough of it. I saw enough of it in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, that's that's the same kind of thing, right? Like, if you've seen yeah. enough of it and you've decided ahead of time whether you're interested or not, like, are you really ever going to go see the movie to see if you enjoyed the whole thing or not? Probably not. So, so I worry a little bit about that with our videos, especially. That's more than the product stuff. But like, if we show off process. You know, even the first half process of something, people are, I think, going to decide ahead of time whether they want to see the the remaining 50% of the process. And I can say that from a personal perspective. Again, I may be projecting on other people, but there's a few people that I love in our space. I love them, and I, I love what they do, but I don't watch their videos because I watch their Instagram. I know. You know like, I have I limited know amount I'm of time. Because I check. I know. It's okay, Bob. <laughs> No, no. I, I, somehow, I'm not even subscribed to you, Jimmy. Don't worry. I don't even know what videos that you... <laughs> no, but my, my theory is this. It's like I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends. I'm showing my friends what I'm up to. The people that are personally, yeah. like, linked to my, like, day-to-day, which is, you know, I'm grateful for the people that want to do that because those are the people that support what I do, literally, personally. And then there's the world. It's like, hey, look. Like, so it's almost like we're all behind the scenes. Like, everyone's behind the mm-hmm. scenes with me. In a moment, I'm going to show this to the entire globe. You know, even though Instagram is the globe, but again, the inst- my Instagram right. followers are eight percent of what my YouTube followers are. You know, on that subscription count, I know there's a big Venn diagram of like everything's overlapping, but I'm certainly not getting hundreds of thousands of likes. Or you know, the hammer video I got uh, like 125,000 views the last I looked. If I put that on Instagram, I'd probably get 4,000 thumbs up. So there's still 120,000 people out there that aren't going to be jaded by having seen it early. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I I just have to be better about taking my own assumptions out of mm-hmm. what we do for other people. I yeah. think that's that's what it comes down it's to. It's funny because Howard and I are developing all these products for this big retailer that I've talked about. I've teased here and there. But um, there's something he and I had this conversation the other day because you got to make compromises. you got to make all kinds of compromises when you're developing a product. And you're developing some products now, too. What you got to remember, <clears throat> somehow this applies. I can't remember. I'm kind of losing my train of thought. But somehow this applies to what you just said. But when you're looking at making compromises – the consumer is never going to know you made that compromise. You personally Mm. might say to yourself, this product isn't as good as I wish it could be because I made that compromise. So when it's out in the public, the whole entire time, you're going to have that stain on it. You're going to be like, Mm. I made that compromise. I hate it. But now it's got the right price point. It's got the right material. It's got this, it's got that. And maybe it's successful. But you, in your mind, is like, it's not satisfying to me because I had to make a compromise. The consumer will never know that. So you personally are projecting your thing onto, you know, you're going to you're gonna besmirch these projects by showing them too early. And in your mind, you're going to think that they're bad. But everybody else is going, oh, my God, cool. Look what Bob's doing. Oh, my God, I can't wait to see the rest of that. Yeah. You know? just That's a, a good point. Just an example. Yeah. Yeah. It may be something we need to experiment with and see, you know, take something – 
and, and tease it a little bit more, show off some more process on a couple of projects and then see how that affects, you know, the final video. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> when I think about it from here, from the desk, not from the shop, it makes a lot more sense to show a little bit of process because if you show a little bit of process, you're immediately going to get a subset of feedback. And so the people with maybe knowledge, well, I, I can say this for the, the Carmen Ghia. I mean, that's a thing that I'm not, I'm not hiding away and I've gotten feedback about the stage that I'm currently in on the car. People are seeing the things on Instagram or they watch the last video and they know that, you know, I'm going to have to do this piece of work and so they're giving me feedback, which is helping the next video be better. Yeah, helping the that's project a real, be that's better. That's a real intimate object. That's a real intimate project yeah. with so many vari- variables on it. And so many, like, you know, you could get one little valve and you'd be like, where am I going to find this? And, oh, I got three of them. Or, you know, I need a yeah. new deck lid. Here's a deck lid with a luggage rack on it. You know, that's the type yeah. of thing that interactions with the audience would really help because it helps you. Legitimately yeah. helps you. It's, it's you know, you, you're trading with you know, with the audience, which I think is great. And, you know, that's, that's really, you know, what our community is about is sharing and trading and offering up ideas and solutions. You know, there's lots of times where I'll show something, I'll be like, Hey, anybody have any idea what this? And I get 10 answers right away. Mm. You know, and it might be something that I'm working on for a future video. And yeah. You know, yeah, that's a good call. I should, still, still no I takers on my hot tub anyway. Uh, the, it's Friday now. The hot tub's still available if anybody wants my free hot tub. <laughs> yep. Doesn't heat. <laughs> it's a cold tub now. It's a cold tub. <laughs> it's just a tub. Yeah. Yep. It's a it's a $15,000 cold tub. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want it. Yeah. It's free. Um, It's free. Yeah. Just because something's free doesn't mean you want it. Um, you guys got anything else? I know we didn't really have a topic. We kind of wandered around a bit, but anything else you want to chat through? No, I, I think it's interesting to share, especially because you know what it is, too? Um, I can also tell when you're when you're excited about stuff. Occasionally, like, a thing will pop up, and, you know, and you're, like, excitedly telling the camera. You know, in some cases, it's like the, uh, it's, it's like the, uh, it's like your commercial for the video. I know that you put it up on Instagram, but I could see how excited you are. And occasionally I see you do, do little leaks and it would be nice to see you a little bit more excited and public about, uh, you know, an upcoming mm. project. I think. Yeah. 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 Cry a little bit. You know, these things. Are- <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should just create a separate account where we can all just cry about things. Aww. And then that's, yeah, we can get that out somewhere. All right. Well, uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to describe this episode in the show notes, but I guess I'll figure that out. Um, I guess I'll just thank our Patreon supporters because they allow us to have random episodes with no topic and wander all over different ideas and things. So big thanks to them, everybody at patreon.com slash making it. We appreciate you very much. Uh, there's a group of top supporters over there, which we always call out, and that's Corey Ward, Albers Woodworks, Works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, You Can Make This Too, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, Rich at Lowen Designs, Corey from Makeshape Create, and Odin Leather Goods. Odin, speaking of, Odin was on, oh man, was he on or in a magazine? I think he might have been in a magazine for uh, Magnolia Network, Chip and Joanna Gaines. Oh, cool. Like he was, yeah, he, he posted about an article where he was, I think it was in a magazine. Sorry, Odin, if you're listening. I remember seeing it and I wanted to give you congrats, but I don't remember the details because I'm bad at stuff. But congratulations on that thing that you did that one time. He read the article with the sound off, so he doesn't really remember all the parts of it. <laughs> I, he, it was on Instagram and he showed the thing and I'm pretty sure it was an article, but anyway, good job, Odin. Um, big thanks to everybody over there that helps us out. Honestly, it does. It, it helps the show go and we are grateful for you. And you all get the after show, which is going to be probably even more random than this show was. Hmm. I don't know if we have anything to talk about or not, but it'll be fun. It's always uh, another 10, 15 minute show after this show. Uh, usually some secret stuff and uh, you know, things like that. But if you want to get that, go to patreon.com slash making it and join or don't and you can just listen to this one that's cool too all right you guys got anything to to recommend david i know what yours is but well yeah it's 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 uh veritasium 
his recent video. It's called Clickbait is Unreasonably Effective. It's it's really good. Um, he, he, he discusses a couple, th- like one thing, like if a headline is delivers, it's always been, that's not clickbait. And so when somebody writes a good headline and somebody else calls it clickbait, that's always like irked me a little bit because going back to newspapers, it's always about the headline. You got to have the, you got to have the, the big headline on the front of the paper. So you put your quarter in and get the paper out. So, um, I don't like it when good writing, uh, is labeled clickbait. And uh, he does talk about the two definitions of clickbait in this video. Did you notice that he changed the title of that video? Yes. In the last yeah. Day? Uh, it was, di- it's different now than it was <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Yep. And that plays into the actual content. What he talks yeah. about in the video. It's definitely worth, if you're at all interested or invested in YouTube, it's worth a, a watch. Mr. Beast, I'm, I, I'm kind of blown away. Like he's interviewing Mr. Beast in there, but Mr. Beast is just laying on a couch. Like, yeah, I don't know if he's just tired because he's constantly making these epic videos or if he's just being lazy. I'm sure he's not being lazy, but it's, it's just kind of weird that he's in this interview laying on a couch. Yeah, I, I kind of. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him, but I just kind of got the feeling like he's at the top of his game and he's, you know, disappointed if he gets less than 10 million views per video. Right. So he's probably <laughs> just like, I'm just laying on this couch. I don't care about interviews. Right. <laughs> but yeah. All right, Jimmy, what you got? This person doesn't need any help, but the Q, you know, the Q's got millions oh, and yeah. billions, billions and trillions of views, the Q. Every once in a while it pops up, and then this week recently, it seems like he copied Bernie Solo, or maybe he thought of it on his own. I don't know what the final outcome of this uh, conversation is, but Bernie made, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he patented this fidget toy with like a little sprocket that spins around in your palm. I remember about a couple of years ago when he was developing it, he sent me pictures of it and actually sent me one to play with, then manufactured it and sold it, I think, in, in like a little uh, campaign. And Q made one. And yeah, I was wondering not, about that myself. Did not credit Bernie. I don't know what the final outcome is. That maybe by next week I'll try and talk to Bernie and see what the outcome was. If uh, if it was parallel thinking, which is completely possible, but it doesn't look good, no matter how honest uh, mm-hmm. you know he might seem. But um, what I like about the Q is that whereas like you watch a video like mine or you know anybody who's got all kinds of tools the Q like he made like a hubless bicycle and didn't show how any of like the complicated parts were made like he slapped a piece of steel and then he the piece of metal came cut out of it obviously it was laser cut he had all the various pieces puzzled together and he slaps the steel and just pulls out the piece it's like oh that's great it's like perfect Hmm. like potato chip clickbaity kind of material in the way that it doesn't intimidate pers- a person that's watching it would be like, oh, okay, I could do that if I had a laser cutter. If you just leave the laser cutter completely out, show the piece of metal, just pick up, it's like, oh, yeah, I just got to get a piece of metal that's in the size of a 36-inch circle. Hmm. That's all I need. You know, but it's <laughs> – I just thought it was interesting. And I think – I mean, he obviously works for him in this video with the with the insane hubless bicycle has 31 million views. And in the end, he rides it, and he's riding it. But I think to myself – God, all the drag and friction on that thing. It's probably like riding like a furniture dolly. That's what I'm thinking of myself when he's riding it around. And, you know, that project for me would be inspiring to, you know, figure out how I could utilize some of the the various uh, uh, mechanisms in that and, you know, something else. So that's that's it. I just thought it was cool. But I wouldn't have gone to Q. I've seen him over the years, but I wouldn't have gone and clicked through some of his recent videos if... uh, if he didn't knock off our good friend Bernie, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll find out from Bernie and we'll give an update what happened next. What happens next time we get together? Yeah, and do Bernie know... just for everybody listening, Bernie is works by Solo, who's in yeah. our top, you know, of patrons. So good friend of ours. Um, mine is. Uh, do you guys know Nate from the King of Random? I think so. Well, so. The King of Random, uh, you know, used to be Grant Thompson, and then he got Nate came to work on with him, and then uh, a couple other people, Grant passed away, and so now it's a team of people, and there's different hosts. Nate is one of those hosts, but Nate is also separately a maker. He's he's done a bunch of costuming stuff, and he makes knives. 
and he sells really, really beautiful knives. And so over the last, I don't know, year or so, he's been setting up um, a knife making shop at his house. And so he recently just renamed his personal channel to Nate from the internet. And he just did a, a tour of his knife making shop. And Nate's a good guy. Uh, we talk on occasion and he makes some absolutely beautiful knives. Seems to really know what he's doing. So just want to give him a shout out, get his, his channel a little boost. He also has a gaming channel called uh, Nate Sucks at Gaming, which I think is pretty <laughs> fun. But um, anyway, yeah, go check out Nate. Uh, you guys got anything else? That's good. It's enough random. This episode should be called The King of Random. Podcast of Random. There's <laughs> <laughs> a title. For that, but... Yep. Oh, I already have the title from something you said at the very beginning. All right. Well, you're going to tell us? Uh, you going to wait until it's a surprise? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. You'll see it. You'll see it in the podcast player. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for sticking with our random conversation, and maybe we'll have a topic next week. Right. Maybe not. Yep. Tune in to find out. <laughs> Tell everybody you love them. I love you guys. Yes. <laughs>